Hello there, everybody. Sean Sheehan back here with another edition of the Sheehan Show for Sherdog.com. And there's no PFL, no Bellator this week, no Cage Wires. So I'm going to take a little bit of a, a different look maybe at the uh, at the UFC. And I'm going to look at the top two fights here uh, in a little bit of depth, talk through them and, uh, uh, you know, break them down a little bit because I think they're two very, very interesting fights. And fights that really matter in the in the divisional reckoning reckonings in in both of these divisions in terms of maybe not the next fight but maybe two fights down the line, which is something that often gets you know maybe overlooked uh, in terms of like the the uh, the continued discourse I suppose. But that's something you know I think that I'm going to look at here and you know just break down the fights uh, themselves because I think they are both very very good fights and very interesting fights in different ways uh i'll run quickly through the card because i know that the other guys are doing uh the the preview so check that out please over on Sherdog on the youtube uh channel and on the uh, on the website as well uh the, the lads do a great live stream uh, you know before and after events i put up great videos talking about the uh the the ufc cards coming up so um i'm uh I'm glad I got the opportunity to do it as well this week. And, uh, you know, Bellator, K- Cage Warriors is coming up as well in a couple of weeks. I'm really looking forward to talking about those two fights. Still a lot of um, still a lot of fights to be announced, I think, for those two cards. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens there. Hopefully we'll get a, get a few title fights, a few Irish guys on the card as well. But uh, what has already been announced is... You know, it's, there's some good fights, but there's nothing standout yet. You know, you don't have the the Paddy Pimblets there anymore, the Ian Gary's there anymore, uh, and things like that. But uh, oh, Ben Elliott is going to be on that. I hope maybe to talk to him before uh, the card comes up. I think he is kind of one of the next guys coming through, uh, and he's coming out of Wales. He's a, a really, really good prospect that I think people uh, should keep an eye on. But I suppose that's a that's a chat for another day. Let's quickly just run through the card here. So on, at the weekend, and I will look at the, the two main fights as I mentioned uh, in more depth. So. So, um, this is the, the list the UFC gave me. I'm not sure if it is the uh, if it is the official card or not. I suppose that will be decided. I suppose during the week. Uh, so Lu- Luana Pinero nine and one fighting out of here in Janeiro, Brazil. She's uh, fighting against Sam Hughes five and three out of Everett, Washington. That's at strawweight. Um, Shilian uh, Nirbika is seventy or nineteen and seven even. He's out of China, and he is looking to. Uh, he'd be fighting Sean Siriano here out of Brokerton, Florida, who is fourteen and seven. That's at the featherweight division in the flyweights. Cody, uh, Cody Durden, who is uh, eleven three and one, uh, out of Georgia. He is fighting another Chinese fighter. Uh, oh God, A O R I Q I L E N G Arkungling. And go with that. That's I think I nailed that there. Uh, <laughs> Eighteen and eight, uh, and they're both looking for a first UFC victory. And in turns, McKinney, you know, who has been great value uh, in the cage and on, on Twitter, I suppose, over the last while. Uh, he's looking to uh, get back after his UFC debut. He's talking, uh, or he's fighting uh, Farad Ziham, who is uh, twelve and three out of France uh, in the in that lightweight division. That one is as well. Then Strawwitz uh, Luma Lookboom, who is uh, who has the best name in in MMA. She sounds like a Harry Potter character. She's six and two uh, from Thailand, fighting Lupi Godinez, who I believe is breaking the record for like the most fights or in in UFC history over the shortest period. Like she's had three fights in something like. 21 or not 21 days like 30 i don't know 30 what is it 35 days or something like that it was 42 days i don't know anyway but it's really really um you know really quick turnaround again for loopy who you know looked good in her first fight looked like she maybe took the second fight too quickly and now she's doing it again so let's see if uh, she could turn around and do it a little bit differently this time but um 
she's a very good prospect fighting in the strawweight division here again uh, against Luke Boom. So that should be fun. Then we have uh, Rafa Garcia, 13, or sorry, um, 12 and 2, or maybe Rafa Garcia, um, out of California. Uh, he's looking for his first UFC victory. He's taking on Nathan Levy, who's out of the Dana White Contender Series, 6-0 and in the lightweight division. And Pat Sabatini, 15-3, uh, is taking on Tucker Lutz, 12-1 and in featherweight. Davy Grant, who... A, a quick mention for Davy Grant here, I suppose. He's taking on Adrian Yanez. Uh, Adrian Yanez, 14-3 out of Texas, 13-5. Uh, Davy Grant uh, out of uh, out of County Durham and Newcastle in the uh, in the northwest of England. My my friend Jake Smith will uh, will kill me if I if I uh, ruin that one. But Davy has been around for a while. You know he was on the I believe he's on the Ronda Rousey season uh, season season of tough. Um, so he's a guy you know that he. Look, he he's had some tough fights. He's had some tough losses. He's had some injuries. He's been out of the cage for a long time before. I think he's last fight or maybe two fights ago. But this is a guy who has a lot of the qualities. You know, he's a very good boxer. Good takedown events. Good on the ground. And I like. I think Davy is one of those guys where if he can get a run going, if he can, you know, get a, a big win. Like Adrian Yanez would be a big big win for him here. I think. Um, I think he is a guy that could cause maybe trouble in in that division. And rise maybe higher than people think. Because I think, you know, sometimes you see a fighter, right? And they have an elite skill set in one area. But they're kind of, they're lacking in another area, you know? And you're like, well, they're really good if they can bring the fight to their area where they're fantastic at. They can go all the way, you know? They can go as far as uh, as the, the world takes them, as the ceiling takes them. But I actually think, like, more so guys who are steady and good in all areas like say someone like a leon edwards i don't think leon edwards is elite 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 in any area you know but he's right up at the top of the division with however many 11 wins in a row or whatever it is um because of that well-roundedness and because he is anywhere you want to beat him you're going to find it very hard if you're trying to beat him with jiu-jitsu if you're trying to beat him with boxing if you're trying to beat him with wrestling it's going to be very hard to beat him with any of those now if you're elite elite yeah absolutely maybe uh, and I think David Grant, not not maybe to that level yet, but I think he is the type of guy who's just, he's good. He's good everywhere and will never give you an easy fight, will drag you into a war and usually win that war. You know, it's not always worked out for him, but usually I think he will win that uh, if he needs to. And I think that sort of fighter, if they can keep getting experience, if they can keep fighting and fighting and fighting, I think, you know, I, I, I like Davey and I, I really think that is the... Uh, that the, the path for him to success, I think, is staying active and 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 fighting. You know, basically. Um, next fight in is, is another Brit. Uh, we have um Joanne Wood now. I believe she's. I think she's got married to to John Wood, the trainer. But I'm gonna call her like Double O Seven Wood. Calder Wood. So that's uh that's what I'm going with. Uh, but she's <laughs> ranked number six at flyweight. Uh, out of obviously Glasgow, Glasgow in Scotland. She's taken on Talia Santos, eighteen and one from Brazil. Um, you know, a big big matchup that one is there. So I'm looking really looking forward to that uh, and seeing how that how that one goes. You know, Joanne Calderwood. I think everyone thought when Joanne came through at the start or JoJo, uh, that. Like I remember, I, did, I used to do these predictions for, uh, you know, for the I still do them predictions for the year, and Joanne Calderwood being the champion out of that first season of Tough was one of mine. I just thought she had it all, but it just hasn't really happened for her. I think, I think for Joanne, I think her biggest issue maybe is like 
an athletic or strength issue. I think people can kind of bully her around a bit too much in terms of strength. Now, I don't think in terms of technique or in terms of toughness or anything like that in lots of different areas, maybe in jiu-jitsu a little bit in technique, but in boxing and in Muay Thai and stand-up, you know, she's as good as anyone there, but I I just think she does get by. And that's the thing, right? And the problem is when you're that tough, when you're as tough as she is, it's not something you can learn. You already know that. Like, you're already as tough as you're going to be. <laughs> like, it's hard to get tougher than, than someone like Joanne Collarwood or someone fighting at the very top level of, of mixed martial arts. Um, so I, th- I think that's always going to be the issue. And against Tali Santos, anyone, I think that could be the issue here again. But looking forward to seeing that. And then uh, Hani Yaya, uh, 27, 10 and 1. One of my favorite fighters to watch down through the years. He's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, this could be a fight at night. A contender against uh, Hyo Young Kang, uh, who's out of South Korea, uh, 18, 7 and 1, no contest. You know, he was one of uh, Grabaka Hitman's favorites coming through, I think. Uh, and you know, he's a very exciting fighter as well. Big high kicks. And I love, I always love a Hani Yaya. Um, triangle so uh, we, we will see with that one but uh, I'm really looking forward to that and uh, that's everything on the card here so far I'm not sure if anything I'd take it off or was put on but you know you know now with UFC cards and with the, the situation we're in at the moment uh, how it uh, how it how it uh, goes so let's get to the top two fights so we have Michael Chiesa 18 and 5 uh, obviously fighting on the Spokane Washington um, winner of tough 15 um, you know he's Wins over the likes of Carlos Condit, Diego Sanchez, Rafael Dos Anjos, Neil Magny uh, against Sean Brady, 14 and all. Um, you know, he's a Brazilian jiu jitsu black belt, really top prospect. He's beat Court McGee, Nordiev, Jake Matthews. And watching them fight, it, it's a very, very interesting matchup here because it, look, if you look at, if you look at Brady, he is he's a horrible fighter to fight. He's as strong as hell, really good wrestling, really good jiu-jitsu. He, he's a, a brilliant guillotine as well, if you try to take him down. He's a great left hook, hits hard. His striking looks good to me. A nightmare. And if you look at Chiesa, he circle, 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 circle. That's the first thing you have to say about Chiesa. He's long. He attacks with those one-twos right down the middle. A beautiful left hook, or a, a beautiful straight left to even fight out of the southpaw position. Um, just... It's so tough against someone like Chiesa when they fight like that. They just make it so awkward. His wrestling has improved an awful lot um, and things like that. And look, a few intricacies in this, right? When you look at Chiesa, right? Chiesa's game usually runs how the fight goes, you know? And people usually have to fight uh, into his game because of that mad circling around the cage. Uh, and that's either a good thing for him are a good thing for his opponent. Not necessarily always a good thing for him. Rafael Dos Anjos, when he was on the way in, caught him with a big left hook. Big, big left hook. Sean Brady throws lovely left hooks. I'm sure he will be looking at that. He will have looked at that fight and we'll be able to to try to catch him with something. But I think what, um, what this circling does for Chiesa, right, who I believe he's no uh, knockout in UFC uh, or in his MMA career. He's all, you know, wrestling submissions. He's, he's not bad on the feet, don't get me wrong, but he is a ground fighter. Let's let's put it that way. What that circling on the feet does for Chiesa is force people to come after him. You know, it forces you to either try to push him back, forces you to fight off the cage, to try to stop him circling, forces you to cut, cut off the cage. 
It forces you to do something unnatural, something that you more than likely don't want to do. It forces you to fight his fight. Now, his fight might work out well for you or might work out badly for you, but it does force that, right? And what it does, what that does for Chiesa and why it worked well for him is twofold, I think, or maybe maybe even more. But I think what it does well for him is you being more open allows that straight left down through the middle but it also leaves more openings for the takedowns and that's i think you know I keep, people maybe look at Kiesa and go oh, his takedowns have gotten better i think it's the, the 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 ability to to circle and his use of the openness of his opponents to get those takedowns that have made them easier which makes them look better if that makes sense you know um and that that that's his method of victory you know that really is his method of victory now Coming up against someone like Sean Brady, who is, I'm going to say it again, strong. The, the Brickhouse Paul uh, Felder is trying to get him nicknamed. And that's exactly what, it, what he is. Is he going to be able to get those takedowns against Brady? Is he able to go, first of all, is he is he going to be able to draw Brady out over, you know, if, if this was a, this is a three-round fight, isn't it? Yeah, it is. If this was a five-round fight, maybe it would be a little bit different, you know? Maybe uh, maybe it would be a bit different and Brady would be able to wait a little bit more. When it is three rounds, he's not going to be able to wait forever. So he's going to have to be smart and make Chiesa pay. So when I'm looking at this fight, I think what I mentioned earlier, earlier what RDA did, he didn't do enough of it, but he did it early. He caught Chiesa with a big left hook. You know, I think that's what Brady needs to do. I think he needs to catch Chiesa coming in. I think when Chiesa attacks with those straights, he needs to get that head under, you know, dip down under, get low, and do a bit of circling himself, get out, maybe attack the body on the way out, or whatever it might be. I don't think you can give that opportunity to Chiesa to land those strikes inside. Now, giving him the opportunity to engage in wrestling, I don't think is the worst thing in the world for Sean Brady at all, because I think he can win that fight, you know. Um, will he win that fight? I don't know. Maybe he won't, but I think he can. But I really want to see this fight go to the ground because Brady on top is oh is, a, is an absolute animal, an animal on top, and he's just it, it, whenever you see Sean Brady fighting, just his back is his back is so big. I've never seen a human being with a back that big weighing 100 and, uh, 170 pounds. He is an absolute animal of a man. If he gets on top of you. No matter how good you are at jiu-jitsu, no matter how good you are on the ground, it's going to be very, very tough to get him off you and to stop him, you know, maybe getting a, a head and arm choke or doing a bit of catch wrestling. You know, I know he's a jiu-jitsu black belt, but he's the perfect frame for a bit of catch, you know. Um, whereas Keza then, you saw, look, you saw the fight against Luke as well. Keza can be caught because he is, he goes for things on the ground. You know, he will transition to try to take the back and take a few shots there. And if he gets it, he will probably choke you out. You know, he didn't with Luke. Luke was able to get out of it and then got to choke himself. But uh, that's why I want to see this in the ground. Like, will will Kiesa get to choke? Will he land on the bottom and take a few fucking knees to the body and get mounted and, you know, have to survive a couple of chokes himself? I think it's a very, very interesting fight. And, you know, both of these guys, I think Kiesa's ranked in the, uh, you know, both of them are ranked in the top 15 anyway in the UFC official ranking. I'm not sure what the Shardog rankings, maybe we can pull them up and see it, but they're, they're both right up there. And, look, this is a fight you could say that's made for Sean Brady to climb. He's... He is, he is very, very good, you know, very, very good. And we talked, all the talk recently in Welterweight is about Shimaev, and it's all about how he is the next guy, and he's the champion in waiting. Well, Sean Brady is, is warming his way up here with not too much fuss, and he has gotten the fight that Shimaev has not been able to get, you know, a top contender with a big number beside their name. And if he is able to beat him, 
he is he is up there. He really is up there. So I'm really looking forward to this. And don't rule Kia's out. I've look, I've I've done it before. I won't lie, anyone. It's probably on record. I've ruled Kia's out in fights before. I've ruled him out as like a top contender, and I've been wrong before. So I will not I refuse to do it again. Uh he could absolutely win this fight, but it's a very interesting fight. I think a very tactical fight on the feed. Look, if Brady uh, maybe I didn't speak enough about it, but if Brady can keep it on the feed, get his fight going, cut off that cage, push Keza back and get it turned into a bit of a kickboxer match where the circling isn't as big of a factor. I think Brady will win that fight all day. I think he's very good in that position, but I just do feel like Keza will force him into his fight. But I actually still think Brady will win that fight. But however, we will uh, we'll talk more about that maybe on the betting show, uh, which will be coming up uh, in the next while on uh, on SureDog.com on the YouTube channel. So please click subscribe uh, if you're here and click that that thumbs up as well. Uh, but the main event then we have um, the former UFC uh, bantamweight champion Misha Tate, nineteen and seven. She's uh, fighting out of. Uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, um, she obviously is on her way back. She's a pioneer of women's MMA. Made her debut all the way back in 2007. She's beaten the likes of Sarah McMahon, Liz Caramouche, Holly Holm. Uh, just a fantastic fighter. She's fighting Ketlin Vieira. Uh, 12, or 11 and 2, sorry. She's fighting out of Brazil. Um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. And in, in Judo as well, I believe. Uh, she's beaten Sarah Man as well, beaten Katzingana, beaten Ashley Evans Smith, and you know when you look at this fight, it's it's another very interesting one. Vieira watching a couple of her fights. Just the first thing you have to say a little bit, little bit like Sean Brady. She's big, she's strong. You know that's the first thing you have to say about Ketlin Vieira. She's a lovely one too. She hits very hard. Um, I think her biggest issue maybe is those the in between bits. You know to the transition between the striking and the wrestling in the BJJ. Like, her striking, at for the most part, I think is very good. Her wrestling is very good when she gets on top. Her Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is very good. Um, a, a few issues I have with her, right? I, I think she's not the fastest in the world. She's fast in certain areas and athletic in certain areas. I was talking about this in some other podcast. I can't remember where I was talking about it. But, Misha, you know, who was a better athlete between Misha Tate and Ketlin Vieira? I think in some areas Vieira is, and in some areas Tate is. So I don't think it's it's one of those ones where you can write it off totally. But I think in, in terms of strength and in terms of, uh, I, the way I put it was, over a short distance, I think Vieira is probably better over a longer distance. Maybe Tate is bigger, better in terms of speed, maybe not in terms of, of cardio, but I do think, oddly enough, in terms of cardio as well. Um, but I think her single biggest issue, and I look at this from a judging point of view, I talk a lot about that as well, obviously, is her output. I just don't think there's enough output. Obviously, you know that Yana Kunitskaya fight was a very controversial one in terms of judging, in terms of who won that fight. But I do think that issue is the output. And if she can throw in, you know, 10% more shots, especially on the ground, especially if she gets on top, a lot of rounds won't be close for her. I think she will She will dominate lots of lots of rounds. But I think that 10% is an awful hard thing uh, to do, an awful hard thing to add in. So she needs, I do think she needs to do that. But, um, you know, I think if she can do that, she's a very, very tough person for anyone. And when you look at Misha Tate, um, obviously she was out for, what was it, five years. Um, but when she came back in her comeback fight against uh, Marion Hanno, she... Um, she looked less muscular but more lean if that makes sense i thought her cardio looked really really good she kept going and it was it was a fantastic display i thought for misha Tate. 
she usually when someone's out that long and they come back you're looking at them and you're like oh well, will this be the same will they be able to do what they did before and uh, for Misha Tate not necessarily she was doing what she did before but I think she, she was different and maybe better in some ways so it was it was a really good performance of that one um, you know she as I mentioned she looked comfortable I thought her cardio was a little bit better her um, her hooks and her straights were really good strong on top tough the the biggest thing I took as a positive for that from Misha Tate was was the in-between bits. You know, I mentioned with Vieira, that's the issue for her. I think her, Misha Tate's transition from boxing to wrestling and her ability to land shots after an exchange is almost unmatched in that division. Maybe, well, maybe there are a few other people, but compared to Vieira, it's incomparable. I think she's... She, Misha Tate would be a great example for Vieira of what she needs to improve in her game in that area. Now, in other areas, she, she obviously she's better. This isn't even even enough uh, fight in, in some areas. Uh, it's a very hard one to pick, though. I don't know who I pick here. I might probably not give my pick here. I probably uh, wait another bit and see when the the petty gods come out before I, I do give my uh, my official pick. But I think it's a very interesting fight. You know, a lot of people are talking about Misha Tate being pushed into. Uh, title contention with a win here because you know she's a big name and she would make for a, a good uh, a good name for Amanda Nunes when she's quickly kind of running out from you know she's fighting Juliana Pena coming up pretty soon uh, and I know she's already beaten uh, Misha Tate as well but I think people will probably have forgotten that it's it's been it's been so long but I'm uh, I'm not sure it's you know the easiest fight in the world for her because as I mentioned Vieira does hit hard she is strong she will not wilt easily you know and she she can't be pushed um like most people in that division can be pushed when they're meeting someone as good as Misha Tate so I'm really look I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to this one as well I think you know I mentioned the cardio earlier on kind of by mistake but it's it's not you know it's cannot be mistaken how important it is in this fight I do think if Tate you know five rounds I think if she can you know, not necessarily weather the storm because I don't think there will be a big storm from Vieira. I don't think she's that type of fighter. But if she can stay out of danger early in the first two or three rounds, I think when it goes into the fourth, fifth round, Misha Tate will fancy herself to win those rounds because of that cardio. And maybe in the first few rounds, if she can even turn it into a bit of a, a clinch match where even if Vieira's winning a round or two, she's getting a little bit more tired and then Misha can take over three, four, and five. I think that'd be a smart display. Now, that's a, a tough thing to do in MMA, you know, fighting uh, a five-round game plan. It's very much not an easy thing to do whatsoever. Um, but maybe that she will be looking at that. I think definitely think she will be looking at those in-between mitts. When there's an exchange, Misha will try to come out of it as well as she can and then land bang, 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 and then step out afterwards. You know, or the, the, Misha's, it's not even the shots after the exchange. I think it's the shots in terms of the takedowns after the exchange, which Misha is really, really good at as well. And which she, did, she did really good. Uh, she did really well against uh, Marion and all. So um, that's a big thing I will be looking out for here is kind of those... Not the initial kind of the meeting of the two of them, who lands first, it's who lands last and who lands the better shots last. That initial exchange, I think, is important. Does it always is in vice? I th- uh, look, I think the initial exchange is more important for Vieira because she lands those one twos at a better rate, I think. Uh, but the, the, the end of the exchange is more important for, uh, uh, for Tate, which could make for a very interesting uh, fight to judge uh, as well as as well as to watch. But um. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. And on the ground. I'm I, I I I'm very interested to see who 
who has the upper hand or who will be able to gain the upper hand. Vieira's very strong on top, really strong on top, but so is Tate. You know, she might be as big or strong as Vieira, but I think her top game is really, really good as well. So whoever can get that initial uh, position on top might be the winner of the fight. And, you know, if Tate can get it from those, you know, post exchange exchanges if you want to put it that way uh it might be the win and losing of the fight for her but as i say i'm really really looking forward to this fight um and the comment event as well and look it's not the best card in the world but there are some interesting things on it some interesting fighters on it and as i mentioned the top two uh, should be good and i think it's is it early here in Ireland? Actually, I don't think it is that early, but, you know, we'll get over that. We've had a lot of them uh, early recently. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you very much for watching. As I said, uh, please click subscribe. Please click thumbs up and keep it locked to uh, Sherdog.com and our YouTube page for everything to do with mixed martial arts. My name is Sean Sheehan. I'll see you all next time. Good luck.